This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess, it's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Now, spreading freedom across the nation, this is The Buck Sexton Show. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hunt. Great to have you here as always. Wow, a lot of news to cover today. Uh, We have the accusation from a Donald Trump tweet, no less, that (laughs) the previous administration... Now, that doesn't mean that Obama ordered it. It just means it happened under Obama's watch that the previous administration. um, Well, here's what he said. How low has a wrote on Twitter? How low has President Obama gone to tap my phones during the very sacred election process? This is Nixon Watergate, bad or sick guy. Uh, That's a that's a huge accusation. And I, there's a lot that I want to say about this today. I have a lot of, of uh, <laughs> a lot of feelings that I want to share on this one. Um, and let me just first start. It was retweeted. I think this is the most retweets I've ever seen, except for maybe the guy who broke the Bin Laden, the Bin Laden had been killed in the Bin Laden raid. And it was maybe about the same amount of retweets. Uh, 50,000 retweets of this. I've never seen 50,000 retweets of anything. So obviously this, this struck a nerve. And the whole press corps, everyone all weekend now has been in something of a uh, of a frenzy, you know, because think about what the, what this would mean. The accusation, put simply, is that uh, Trump is well. Trump is claiming here that under Barack Obama's time in office, there was a FISA warrant, a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act uh, warrant that was. Now, this is from the President of the United States, by the way. FISA warrants are usually classified. The President is saying that a classified intel collection system was used against Trump headquarters, servers at Trump headquarters, and that there was tapping of some kind, you know, phone, wire, etc. going on at Trump Tower. Now, the legality of this is interesting. We'll get into that. But also the politics of this are thermonuclear. If you have administrate, if you have one administration of one party that is using counter espionage tactics, for political purposes against the would-be opposition party administration or even the uh, elected administration in, in waiting. 
we are in a we're in a, a place of political danger uh, in this country that we have not been in uh, certainly since the 60s, but, but full stop. Uh, and and I don't even know if that covers it. Uh, this is an explosive allegation, truly. And we have to we have to work through this. I want to work through both the, the facts of the legality of this with you and then get into a, a bit more of what I think is possible here. Uh, on the political side, I do want to say that this could be untrue. This could be inaccurate. That Trump has not has not provided any evidence yet that this was happening. And there are a lot of people uh, that have come out, including James Comey at DOJ and another uh, Clapper, the DNI. Here, actually, here's Clapper. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's Clapper himself. Uh, they're all saying this is not true. So here's a former DNI Clapper. Since tweets. Uh, yesterday, uh, this idea that maybe President Obama ordered an illegal wiretap of his offices. If something like that happened, would this be something you would be aware of? I would certainly hope so. Uh, I, I can say, obviously I'm not, I can't speak officially anymore, but uh, I will say that for the part of the national security apparatus that I oversaw as DNI, there was no such wiretap activity mounted against uh, the president the, the president-elect at the time or as a candidate or against his campaign uh, i can't speak for uh, other title three mm-hmm. authorized uh, entities in the government or uh, a state or local entity. Yeah, i was just gonna say if the fbi for instance had a fisa court order of some sort for a surveillance would that be information you would know or not know? yes you would be told this i would know that if there was a fisa court order yes. on something like this um, Something like this, absolutely. And at this point, you can't confirm or deny whether that exists? I can deny it. There is no FISA court order? Not, not to my knowledge. Of anything at Trump Tower? No. Well, that's an important uh, revelation at this point. Um, okay, I mean, let's, let's get into this for a second. You got the former director of national intelligence, which, side note, a job that didn't even exist until after 9-11. So, you know, uh, I mean, the DNI does have a lot of access to things, but it's a bureaucratic layer for a huge. It's a bureaucratic layer heaped atop huge bureaucracies. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to explain that one another time. I'm not sure how that makes any sense, but I digress. So he says, I can deny it. And then he says, to my knowledge, it can't be both of those things. If it is absolutely not the case, then it should be he should be able to say it is absolutely not the case. There should be no hedging, no if, ands, or buts here. Um, and, you know, that's that's where this is. Uh, but he says, to my knowledge, and if the FBI was doing this, uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, would, this, would the DNI necessarily have been in on this because of the sensitivities of it? The DNI, of course, is uh, appointed by the administration. So, I mean, he's Obama's DNI. Keep that in mind. All right. You have Eric Holder running DOJ. You've got Clapper, the DNI. I mean, yeah, the Senate confirmation has to happen, but this is not somebody who does not have uh, political connections or inclinations. And you can have served in multiple administrations and still be a partisan actor. It's another thing we need to stop. People, oh, he served in the Bush administration. Yeah, it doesn't mean that the person isn't a partisan hack. So um, the here's the reality of the FISA. Trump saying that there's a FISA tap on him is very interesting for a number of reasons. I mean, first of all, um, when you get into this, you have to understand that the the allegation is that in June there was a FISA request against Trump or against Trump headquarters. It mentioned Trump. It's not even we haven't seen the request. We don't know. We're operating in a lot of uncertainty here. I want to establish that right from the get go. We don't know. 
and you know I don't know, and anyone who says they know, they anyone who at this point who says they know is probably lying to you. So there's a FISA tap allegedly uh, because of Russian banks connected into a server at Trump Tower. But FISA is not about criminal complaints. This is why this is so interesting to me. FISA is not about criminal complaints. FISA is about espionage, about agents of a foreign power. And because it falls under that national security realm and counterintelligence, counterespionage realm, it is really extra constitutional in a sense. It gets into a gray area very quickly. Yeah, there's a FISA court. I understand. Most people will tell you that, first of all, FISA, uh, FISA courts are it's all done in secret and it's all classified stuff. And you don't have the same due process protections, of course, in a FISA proceeding as a, a U.S. citizen, for example, would in a normal criminal proceeding. In a criminal proceeding, there has to be probable cause a crime was committed. In this, there has to just be reasonable suspicion that someone's acting as an agent of a foreign power. Very important uh, distinction here. And this is where you get into, look, the FBI wears two hats and it doesn't wear them all that comfortably. On the one hand, the FBI is a law enforcement organization, but it also, once you get into the national security side, acts as a counterintelligence and, well, you know, counterespionage organization, right? And this stretches back to the Cold War. And there were really fierce turf battles fought, fought between CIA and FBI over all this stuff. And I just you know, would like to, to point out that this is not all settled yet. Right? I mean, the sense that the FBI is, is still sometimes acts a little more intel, uh, intel-like than it should. And people recognize that and have concerns about it. Um, they realize that there's a lot that probably should not be, um, you know, there, there's a lot that the FBI maybe should leave to non-law enforcement organization because if under national security auspices you can get information and then prosecute it under criminal auspices, under the criminal procedure, well, then what's the purpose of uh, Fourth and Fifth Amendment protections? What's the purpose of any constitutional due process protection? Because they can just do an end run, say it's for national security reasons, and then get you on the criminal side if there's anything there. And also, as we've seen, and this is where things get really messy, and there's a lot of complexity here, so I know I'm, I'm bouncing around. I'm trying to keep this as tight as I can on the analysis. But we have the phone call from the... Uh, National Security Act, well, soon to be National Security Advisor, now former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn to Ambassador Kizilyak of Russia. Would, was that a, I, I don't know, but I asked the question, was that FISA material? Was that a FISA leak? Because then what we would have is somebody with access to FISA is already playing politics with information that's not criminal in nature, but is politically damaging. And maybe they were trying to do the same thing with Trump Tower. Who's to say that what they would have gotten out of that, maybe they had a pretext for investigation into Russia ties with the hope that they'd find politically embarrassing material and they would have felt justified in this perhaps because of what they thought was happening at the DNC and John Podesta's email. I'm talking about some rogue actor inside of DOJ or rogue actors. But they justify the wiretap under national security premises and then they just look for politically damaging information. So it could be, this is the very important point, a FISA tap on Trump Tower could in fact be legal, strictly speaking, but it would be politically horrific, unethical, and thermonuclear because it would be an abuse, uh, a specific abuse of national security authority 
of the top reaches of the United States government to interfere. By the way, what's more, to, what's more frightening to the American people? It's a very important point to note right now. The interference in our perception of political candidates, not in the election, no one hacked into any voting machines, interference in our perception of candidates based on hacking into private email accounts by a foreign actor or the possibility that senior actors within the United States government itself were using and abusing their authority meant to keep us safe in some of the most important national security challenges we can face, which espionage and uh, counterintelligence matters are at the very top of the list, that we would or that, that somebody may have abused that within our own government should be infinitely more terrifying terrifying to the press corps, to all of us, than what the Russians did. But you'll notice it's not. You'll also notice that in all the discussions of this, the journalists, they are willing to believe with zero evidence to point to that Donald Trump is part of a massive international conspiracy with the Russians to throw the U.S. election. Journalists believe that, and, and that Trump is guilty of treason. But they will not believe that, and they are already dismissing, and they are circling the wagons, and the statements they've put out on this, you can see them yourself. There's a lot. It's very fishy. They already believe that something, I'm sorry, that nothing happened here with Trump Tower and this FISA warrant and Trump's accusation the President of the United States is just a liar. That's what they're saying. He's just a liar. Meanwhile, you have multiple news reports out there, um, and I know uh, fellow radio host Mark Levin was on Fox and Friends laying out a number. He just was reading from news reports. New York Times, The Guardian, established outlets talking about these FISA requests. That's been established, that there were at least FISA requests of some kind. That was leaked out there a long time ago. So this is not being made up out of whole cloth. We can start there, and the people are treating it like it is. But given that you've seen the um, reality here of the leaking of classified information on Flynn's phone call already to hurt the administration that may have been collected under, may have been collected under five. We don't know. That's never been made clear to us. I don't know. Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, Russian ambassador. You know, you do the math, everybody. I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm not not saying. And so you might have already had FISA disclosure possibly here in order to hurt the administration. So this looks so this wouldn't even be the first time this trick was being attempted. It's already been done or I'm sorry, it could theoretically already have been done. I'm not sure it was FISA, but it was definitely classified information released on Flynn. I mean, a, a private citizen's phone call with an ambassador and the content of that call. It's even more sensitive. Uh, that was that's already out there. We already know this is this has been done. And now they're telling us that, well, that's just not believable. We can't buy into that. That's all nonsense. Why? They're going to have to give me more than just, well, because we say so. And they've been calling for investigation, investigation, investigation to Trump Russia ties. Okay, well, I want want disclosure. I want investigation here. I, I want to see what was happening. Because if Obama knew, and let's think about this for a second, if there was a DOJ active FISA surveillance in place of Trump Tower in any capacity during the freaking election. Think about that. Okay, this is specifically for identifying and monitoring agents of a foreign power. You're telling me you're treating Trump Tower as as though it is a den of, straight up a den of Russian agents. And the Obama administration is doing this. You're going to tell me Obama didn't know about it? You're going to tell me that Obama, I mean, 
if people keep saying, and David Axelrod made this argument, and I I went, I explained on, on via Twitter briefly why his argument sucks, um, but you can you look at this now. You got Axelrod making the case that well, there must be something there if they approve this Pfizer warrant. Oh, so that's the justification now. So there must be something there because they may have used this authority to monitor Trump connections to Russia. Uh, if there's something there, we should know about it. And I also believe that a more astute analysis is if there's something there, we would already know about it because Trump would have been under surveillance for months. Does anybody really think if Obama's DOJ had election changing material on Trump being complicit with Russia to, to get involved in the election in some capacity, we wouldn't know about it? Of course we would know about it. The more likely situation, if this is if the basic premise here is true that there was a FISA tap, is that they justified it under this Russia hunt, whether they believed it was real or not, didn't find anything worthy of having a FISA, uh, a FISA tap on Trump Tower. And now they realize if the American people find out that this is true, it's all over for the Democrat. Forget about it being all over for Trump because of Russia. It's all over for the Democratic Party. It's all over. So... I mean, you know, I, I never want to hear from Democrats again. I'm already pretty close to that anyway. But I'm just saying, this is wow. This is wow moment, uh, my friends. All right, we're going to do more Russia, Trump. And this is big stuff. And uh, I got to take you through the Axelrod argument, Valerie Jarrett. We got clips to play. Team, strap in. We got some very important uh, heavy lifting to do together. We're going to get to it right after the, uh, well, Quick, a quick segment after this, and then a longer one. We'll get into it more. Stay with me. You're listening to The Buck Sexton Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source, like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess, it's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline, a licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. All right, team, welcome uh, back to the Freedom Hut with me now. Uh, We got a lot to cover here, so I know we're going to be doing a a lot of this for the next hour or so, so stay with me here. Uh, We've got Chuck Todd on Meet the Press with Chuck Schumer, Senate uh, Democrat leader, and uh, he's saying that no no matter what, of course, uh, Trump is in trouble. Well, that's, of course, the Democrat point of view here, but let me just play it for you. Let me ask you this. This morning, the president's press secretary came out and said the following... Reports concerning potentially politically motivated investigations immediately ahead of the 2016 election are very troubling. 
President Trump is requesting that as part of their investigation into Russian activity, the Congressional Intelligence Committees exercise their oversight authority to determine whether executive branch investigative powers were abused in 2016. Is that a fair ask of this administration? Well, look, President Obama has flatly denied that he has done this. And either way, uh, Chuck, the president's in trouble if he falsely spread this kind of misinformation. That is so wrong. It's, it's beneath the dignity of the presidency. It is something that really hurts people's view of government. It's civilization warping, as Ben Sass, a conservative Republican, called it. And I don't know if any president, uh, Democrat or Republican... I just, I just can't take Schumer. I think he's so so underhanded and gross but uh i love this this notion that you know, no matter what even true not true doesn't matter trump's in, trump's terrible and he's in trouble uh look this is i guess what you would expect from chuck schumer on this but uh, you know they're saying this is not true uh, you go through the sources read them the new york times the guardian elsewhere there were FISA requests reported why so the, those so those papers are lying about that but they're not lying about all the other russia stuff why would they lie about that Someone explain that to me. So now we're picking and choosing where the media and its anonymous sources about Trump and Russia ties are real or not, including this, the, the same media organization. They run one. New York Times runs one story based on U.S. officials on Trump. That's false. Another story, U.S. officials on Trump and Russia. And we're supposed to think it's true. Well, well, which is it? It can't be all of the above, but they're just this is going to get so ugly, my friends. Man, it is going to be out of control. Um. I'll work through more of this with you on the other side of the break. Uh, 888-900-3393 on the phone lines. Team Buck, we'll be right back. This is the Buck Sexton Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Sexton. Team, welcome, welcome back. So we've got a lot to cover here. There's allegations about Russia and Trump and FISA. This is just, this could turn into political mayhem really quickly unless we get to the bottom of this and get some answers. So uh, let's let's take the statements made here by um, uh, by Michael Mukasey, who was the Attorney General under the former under the Bush administration. He's Martha Raddatz of ABC poses a question to him about all this, and here is how he handles it. I don't do tweets and for good reason. It's not it's not the ideal medium in which to get an idea across. This is the difference between being correct and being right. I think the president was not correct, certainly, in saying that President Obama ordered the wire ordered uh, a tap on a server in in Trump Tower. However, hold on, hold on. So I think this is important to note. And he's going to get into uh, if Obama, if it was under his administration, first of all, he's ultimately responsible for it in the sense that he's the commander in chief. This is a matter of enormous importance to our institutions, to this country, to our government, that you would have a FISA tap on the Republican contender, uh, the Republican nominee for the presidency. I mean, uh, what, what, what could be more high, high level than this? If this happened, I'm not saying Obama ordered it. But I cannot believe that if this happened, Obama did not know about it. And if he did not know about it, or rather, if he did know about it and did nothing about it, well, isn't he complicit in it? 
Is, isn't he then allowing this to go on? And, and people say, well, Buck, he must have had a reason. Okay, then tell us the reason. We have a right to know. Enough of the insinuations, enough of the games. I want to know, if President Obama really thinks that Trump or one of his top advisors is a Russian agent, is a spy, I want to know. Because contrary to what the Democrats seem to think, and I believe many Republicans, a majority of Republicans and conservatives are with me on this, if Trump is a traitor, I want to know. But I don't believe Trump's a traitor because there's zero evidence that he's a traitor. This is like saying, well, Buck, you know, if a member of your family was an alien from outer space that was sent here to spread a plague to kill all of humanity, wouldn't you want to know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd want to know. But I don't believe that's the case. And there's zero evidence that that is the case. So can someone explain to me why I should have all these discussions about that with them? Okay. So that's one note here. Mukasey goes on. However, I think he's right in that there was surveillance and that it was conducted at the behest of um, the attorney of, of the Justice Department through the FISA court. And, and what do you base that on? I base that on news reports uh, that you mentioned in, 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 the last, in the last spot. I also base it on a kind of inadvertent uh, blurting out by Adam Schiff that his committee wants to talk to the counterintelligence agents at the FBI who were involved in this. Now, what that means is that this is part not of a criminal investigation, but of an intelligence gathering investigation. The FBI has got two functions. They All right. So, see, I was talking about this before. This is what's so important. There's a lot more leeway for intelligence gathering than for criminal uh, investigation. And with good reason. Right. Because if the Russians are trying to steal our, you know, our nuclear technology, we got to know about that. And we don't care what we got to do in terms of listening in on phone calls or whatever to find out about that. Quite honestly, that's really the way our government runs. Uh, Yeah. If there's U.S. citizens involved, there are protections that apply. But even once you start talking about FISA, those protections get pretty slimsy, uh, slimsy, pretty flimsy pretty quickly. So uh, that's important to note. So then this idea that there must be a reason. Well, the reason is if somebody's in contact with a foreign government or foreign entities and the FBI wants to make a case that they need to they need to keep you under surveillance under FISA for that, it's pretty easy for them to do. Because, and also, this is all going to be based on classified sources, on classified information, not going to be exposed to the public. And this could have all been done in secret, and they maybe thought they'd get away with it. Maybe this was, let me just put this out there to you as an idea. Maybe this was a surveillance fishing expedition by the DOJ, which we know, because of what they did to Flynn, is willing to use dirty tricks, classified information, and other tactics in order to hurt the new administration. Maybe this was just all about trying to find something to destroy the Trump administration. And maybe they didn't find anything and they thought they could just shut this down. Right. It sort of reminds me of the Hillary server. People always act like, well, Hillary had to come clean. No, Hillary almost got away with the whole thing. If, if you don't have the what the Guccifer hacker and, a, and if, if there's not a few incidents that happen that we find out about Hillary's private server in Benghazi and the hearings and where's the emails. Uh, if those things don't happen, Hillary gets away with that whole private server thing, scot free, nothing, nothing. Why would you think a fi- what could be easier than to run a FISA tap on Trump Tower? You do it. If it ever gets, if it ever comes to light, no one's going to go to prison for it because they do have the discretion if they're talking to anybody from Russia to set this up and they figured they could, they could, uh, this is a way to open up a, a, a wiretap that would otherwise be highly criminal. And they get away with it. 
And we only know about it because somebody's leaking classified uh, FISA warn applications to the press. So keep that, the, this is the media's not going to tell you this. I will. I know FISA. I used to. I dealt with FISA. I'm very familiar with the surveillance processes they're talking about here. So I have an advantage over most of these people. Although obviously, Mukasey, the Attorney General, he knows even more about it than I do. Obviously, uh, but let's hear what he has to say. They investigate crimes and they gather intelligence. They started gathering intelligence in 08 based on guidelines that we put in place. They tried to get, apparently tried to get a wiretap based on their criminal investigation function in June. That was turned down. They then tried to get and got a, 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 an order permitting them to conduct electronic surveillance in October. This is October of 2016. So that's when apparently that's when that's when. And again, you're basing this on, on news reports as well. And on and on and on Adam Schiff. And, and, and Adam Schiff. Right. If if a wiretap did exist, it would have to have been approved by a. Fi- Let me just say, so this is a very important note as well, that if they went with a criminal wiretap and they were turned down, that means that using normal procedure of probable cause, and normal constitutional protections. There was no justification for this wiretap. But then they went back and they came up with some story, it seems, about how there was a national security interest here. You know, this is not too far away. And I'm not being a spiritual. And again, I don't know if these taps, if this tap existed. If the, we, we, these reports were basing this on New York Times, Guardian and others reporting on this. Why would they lie about this, given all the other stuff they're saying about Trump and Russia? And. Uh, given that the DOJ clearly had a leak, has leaks that are trying to hurt the Trump administration, including using classified information. But this is not that far away from, well, the NSA has been doing all this domestic sur- domestic surveillance and you know metadata and these programs that Edward Snowden exposed in this country, as well as the programs he exposed around the world, which are, is, is, is treason. That's actually, he actually is a traitor, but that's another discussion. Uh, there's no reason to expose foreign collection platforms, period, full stop, end of story. Unless we're capturing people around the world and, you know, scientifically experimenting on them, you do not, you do not uh, tell the world about how we're collecting just information on foreign countries because they don't have constitutional rights and that is a betrayal of his oath, Snowden's oath as an intel officer. Okay, so there's no global constitution, does not exist, and foreign governments are spying on us all the time. Remember that, including individual U.S. citizens. This reminds me, though, of, of people have raised this before. They've said, well, Buck, can't so-and-so get email contents from Hillary's server? You know, didn't the NSA get it? And I would say, well, I don't know. But who really knows what the NSA gets and doesn't get these days? Uh, imagine if a presidential campaign, or sorry, a president to hurt the incoming president went through the private internet activity and used national security collection platforms that the NSA is running in this country to get that information and then release to the public. Uh, this is, I, I, you cannot overstate the damage this will do to trust and credibility within our government system. I mean, this is, uh, like I said, politically thermonuclear. If this is true, I don't know, and I'm not saying it is true. We're working through the reports that we have, and I refuse to allow the media to call Trump a traitor and build all that case for weeks, for months, with zero evidence. They've got people misstating irrelevant meetings here and there, and they think that is evidence of a giant conspiracy that Trump is a traitor for Russia. Sorry, that's a huge leap I'm not willing to make. 
But now we have evidence based on the media's own reporting of this, and they want us to forget all about it, that nothing happened. Sorry, not playing that game. All right, more from Mukasey. A Pfizer court based on real evidence. So if there was a wiretap, does it mean things going on between the Trump administration and the Russians? It means there was some basis to believe that somebody in Trump Tower may have been acting as an agent of the Russians for whatever purpose, not necessarily the election, but for some, some purpose. And the FBI keeps track of people who act as agents of foreign governments. They keep track of people who act as agents of the Chinese, the Russians, the Israelis, everybody. Some of the evidence may have been gleaned from classified means. Is there any way to verify these claims in the press or Trump's claims so the American people can really understand what's going on here? Um, the only way to verify um, whether there was a, whether there was electronic surveillance is to disclose the the warrant and to disclose the fruits of it, and that should not be done even in a in a political storm as hot as this one. It, given all these accusations, and I don't know about that. I'm not sure I agree with McKay. I think I think you might have to. I think you might have to know. President, the president can declassify. Let me let me just get this on record. The president can declassify anything he wants to. Full stop. That is not up for debate or discussion. That is a hundred percent true. The president can just say, "I'm declassifying this." The public has a right to know, and no one can stop him. If Trump wants to know if there was a Pfizer warrant on him, guess what? He's allowed to find out. And if Trump wants to release that Pfizer warrant or that application or the fruits of it, as Mukasey says to the public, he's allowed to do that. And you know what? I think he should. I think he should. Uh, I think he should because, one, if there is something, you know, I, I can't prove that there's nothing funky going on with the Trump administration anyway. I don't know. I just haven't seen any evidence yet. And I, you know, have some familiarity with the Trumps and just, have a hard time believing for a whole bunch of reasons I've discussed with you that Donald Trump is a traitor or a Russian agent or any of the above. But I, I want the information. I want the evidence. Uh, I'm sick of the conjecture and the insinuation. I want evidence. I want to know. We're going to be talking about this. Enough of the anonymous sources telling journalists and journalists getting to pick and choose what they want to tell us from these anonymous sources. So I think that's all uh, a very important context for this discussion you know we, we need to get down to the truth here um anyway it's it's really astonishing stuff that's happening i have to say and there's there is no evidence that trump has done the things that they are accusing him of doing meanwhile you, they're just running with that story and on this why is it not believable that there would be a a possible usage of fisa to wiretap trump headquarters why is that not believable but an international conspiracy with Trump and the Russians, that's totally believable, man. Totally. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. All right. Going to hit a break, team. We'll be right back. Stay with me. Buck Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton, the Blaze Radio Network. Team, welcome back. Uh, I gotta say, you can see how the media also is very fired up about this, and they're 
letting us know which side of this they're on. Here's uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, White House spokesman, talking to Martha Raddatz on ABC's uh, This Week. Listen to this exchange. That this is a very real potential, and if it is, this is the greatest overreach and the greatest abuse of power that I think we've ever seen in a huge attack on democracy itself, and the American people have a right to know if this took place. Okay, the president, let me say again, the president said it did take place. Why does he believe these articles that that you say you cite, and and I'm saying they are not definitive, the Breitbart brings them all together, and... Uh, Heat Street, they have two sources with links to the counterintelligence community. That's it. Anonymous sources. The president constantly says he doesn't like anonymous sources. Yeah, but you know what? The media's been running with stories based on anonymous sources and acting like they're true for months now. So now they agree anonymous sources don't mean anything. Well, isn't that convenient? And he doesn't like leakers. I love how anonymous sources don't count when it's something that's positive in this administration and against the former one. You so guys, you- I got. I got to give uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders credit. She at least she at least hit that hit that slow pitch down the middle. Uh, pretty pretty solid. That was good. Here's what she got coming up. She got more. Anonymous sources every single day. But it is the president. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. But, but now the that there are new anonymous this. sources, so, it doesn't but, but matter. But what's the bar there? What What does the president believe? Look, I, I think he's made very clear what he believes, and he's asking uh, that we get down to the bottom of this. Let's get the truth here. Let's find out. I think the bigger story uh, isn't who reported it, but is it true? And I think the American people have a right Yep, I agree. I want to know the truth here too. There's no, I, you have to believe that there is a straight up uh, insurgency from within the bureaucracy against Trump if he can't get this answer because he's the commander in chief. He should be, he very much should be able to get this answer. And uh, if he asks the DOJ for this warrant, they have no grounds to withhold this from him. Uh, this, we are playing with fire here, team. This, I mean, when I mean we, I mean America. I mean, this is not normal stuff. This is beyond. You know, this is beyond anything we saw with McCain-Obama, McCain-Romney, Bush-Gore even. This is some next-level stuff. And there are very, I have very real concerns about where all this leads if it continues on this path. But we've got to get to the bottom of this. We have to get to the truth. And uh, we'll have to see where all this takes us. Um, stay with me. I've got more for you on the uh, flip side of the break. 888-900-3393. Team Buck, back for hour two in just a few. The Buck Sexton Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.